Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Anthony Beck, the head coach of the St. Louis Battlehawks, has his coaching staff for 2024 together. He's bringing back his two coordinators from last year. And we learned last week that the quarterback, A.J. McCarron, also is coming back for the Battlehawks in 2024. We head to the celebrity line now, and Battlehawks head coach Anthony Beck kind enough to join us. Good morning, sir. How you doing? All is good, guys. Good morning. It's great to be on. We always like having you. Brooke Grimsley is here, Dan McLaughlin, Randy Carricker. And first of all, I was thinking about this last night because I've always talked to coaches about the chemistry of coaching staff. How important is it for you to have a level of continuity among your staff heading into the 2024 season? Yeah, you know, in a perfect scenario, you'd love to have that. I mean, you know, in the NFL, in college, you have really unlimited resources. When you're in spring leagues, that start up there, there's always a changing model. So, you know, we mentioned this on the previous uh, interview before when I was talking about our staff is, you know, this year we had to go from 10 to eight and then the schedule and the season changed. So that didn't work for a few coaches. A lot of people were asking me about Ricky pro and, and why, you know, he isn't coming back. Well, it's a schedule conflict. You know, he's got his foundation. He's got a lot of things happening late in the spring, early in the summer. And it just is a little bit of a conflict, so, again, a guy that loves it, wants to be here, but be a part of it. We had to make those changes along with the staff movement and cuts. So, yeah, continuity is great. It, our coordinators, I think, are the biggest key, right? As long as the coordinators are the same, that that's the biggest thing. We don't want to have that fluctuate, uh, fluctuation. So, you know, Donnie being back at the D.C. and then, of course, Bruce. Uh, that that's where it's strong and, and that's where you need it to be the same coach also some exciting news recently that AJ McCarron is returning back I think a lot of fans were excited to hear that even asking to be cut reportedly by the Bengals so that he can return what is it going to be like having AJ back here well yeah AJ was fantastic last season you know obviously not playing uh, for really that starting role for really since college, you know, he didn't play many NFL games and getting that chance to kind of revive himself, getting that chance to go back into the NFL, you know, work his way to be a backup because of Joe Barrow's injury. And then of course, wanting to come back. I mean, we had plenty of open discussion, plenty of conversation. I think AJ just had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He kind of wanted one last hurrah to kind of, uh, you know, feel like you were really close and, and, and there's some unfinished business and, and we had that conversation and uh, he's fired up, ready to go. So, you know, again, having him back is great. We added Brandon Silvers, uh, you know, Nick Tiano obviously decided to move, move on. So, you know, we were able to get a guy that can step in won six games in our league last year with Houston. Uh, and the fact that he's taken that step back and, and wants to be part of what we're doing speaks volume about him and his leadership qualities. And of course we have Manny as well. So really, again, we've, I've always talked about, I really love our, our, our quarterback room, but to have AJ back, to have that sense of, uh, you know, uh, you talk about continuity that that's big as well for our offense. Coach, I know you're, you're diving into the X's and O's and roster construction and all those things and practices, but what are you hearing about the, not only the ticket sales, but the interest here in St. Louis and how it compares to other teams in the league? Well, there's us right at the top. You get that big ladder out of your garage and like extend it to 17, 20 feet and then climb to the top. And then the person that's holding the ladder on the bottom, that's all the other teams. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Everybody is having a ton of success selling tickets. I mean, we want to have fans come to every city, and they are. I mean, uh, these markets were picked for a reason. But clearly, obviously, St. Louis – 
uh, leads the way. And I, I love the fact that I'm hearing more 400 level tickets uh, areas and sections have been open. I mean, um, just just a great uh, opportunity for the fan base if you hadn't tried to check it out. Also, I believe today in roughly about an hour, single game tickets go on sale. I know a lot of be- people in my my Twitter uh, timelines have been asking about when that's happening. So you'll be able to go to theufl.com, check out those tickets and get that uh, get that opportunity as well. So, uh, listen, I you know we we come back home week two, and I, I do want to shatter uh, attendance records, and I think we're in line to do that. So again, let's just keep knocking it out. I love our schedule. Every every other week we're at home, so we don't have any back to back games. So really gives our fan base an opportunity to kind of set their schedules, you know, figure out where they want to go, how many games they want to go to. And, of course, you know, on my end, delivering a great product. We really love our roster. We added some really key pieces. I'm excited about what this, the potential this team can be. But we have to go do it, and that's my job starting, obviously, this weekend when the players come uh, to get these guys ready to go. And there will be some tough decisions uh, to cut down our roster from 75 to 50 in just uh, about a month. Okay, you mentioned bringing in a couple of key pieces. You already mentioned one quarterback. But give us a couple of names that we can keep an eye or an ear on that you're really excited about. Well, listen, you know, offensively speaks for itself. I think we, you know, arguably had two of the best receivers, uh, really best receiving core in the league. Well, we add uh, Jakari Pearson, who was the number one statistical receiver in the league. So, you know, again, harping to Bruce, our offensive coordinator, the challenge of distributing the football and getting these guys the ball in their hands. Uh, defensively, we added the MVP of our league last year, PETA. Team uh, Tawana Penanu, excuse me for saying his name wrong. I'm just going to call him PETA. But PETA does a great job for us. Uh, he's going to be uh, an instant impact in really elevating our, our pass rush. Uh, and even with our, our late sign with uh, Austin Foley, uh, defensive tackle, Antoine Jackson, another inside guy. You know, we talked about some of our opponents that we play twice, like the D.C. defenders who like to run the football. You know, we weren't really built to stop the run inside. We weren't a very big team. Well, now we've added some bigger bodies and some competition there and really just revamping our secondary. You know, we lost some guys in the NFL, some future contracts. Really proud of that, you know, leading the way with 16 guys in camp, but several of them decided to stay in the NFL. Well, you know, we we got a lot of competition going on in the secondary for our team. So I, I would expect us to be much more better Uh, on the defensive side of the ball as well. Coach, I think that this is just a report as of right now. There's reports that St. Louis will be hosting the UFL championship. I don't know if that has been confirmed or not, but what would it mean to be able to host the UFL championship here? Well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, to to have our fans see us in that game, if potentially that's where we're going to have it, would be awesome, right? So, you know, that puts a, a little bit more added pressure on us to, to do what we need to do to be in that game. I think everybody's obviously their end goal is to get there. Um, you know, we have a little bit of a chip on our shoulder because of last year. We felt like we had a really good season and we kind of came up short regardless how it happened. We didn't have enough games to get us into the show, and that's the goal. So, uh, you know, this year, you know, every game we're looking at it, the message of the team is a single-game championship. we got to treat every game like it's the last one on our on our schedule, and, like, that's the one that has to be won to get us in because we don't know uh, which games are going to make the difference throughout the season. So uh, if that does get announced, uh, that would be exciting. But clearly a long way out. It'd be, it'd be really great for the fans. The place would be rocking. I, I can promise you there wouldn't be an empty seat. But 
uh, you know, until we get to that point, man, that, you know, again, working it week to week with our players, you know, trying to find our roster, getting our offense so we can start fast this year. You know, I love to win the game through four quarters of football in week one instead of maybe the last minute and 28 seconds like we did last <laughs> year against San Antonio. It's kind of questioning my skill as a coach, you know, like what did I get myself into? But, you know, obviously you saw how we developed throughout the season. So, again, starting fast this year and getting us to that point where we have an op- an opportunity to maybe get to that championship game is exciting. Coach, uh, guys are close to the NFL, and we know that. The quality of the league is very good. What do you look for as a coach to get them to the next level and, and be able to play in the National Football League? Yeah, I think a lot of these players have holes that need to be filled. And I think if you look at players, it's a lot of different areas. It's uh, It could be their, their game on the field. They have the, the tangibles, the size, the speed. But, you know, maybe it's something, you know, receivers, the way they run their routes, how, how the discipline of, you know, how they learn the system. Maybe they don't know how to study as a pro. You know, how do, they, how do we implement? Uh, Put, put in place a, a way that everybody can learn, yet, you know, it's, it's different so that, you know, it's either board work or we go and walk through or we, you know, it's one-on-one. We have already iPad, different types of that. And then it's, you know, sometimes the, the, the person stopping the player is the outside things, the, 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 the things they're dealing with that have nothing to do with football. And I, I ask my, my staff and, and for sure myself, and my door is always open to help guys and mentor them as well. So, yeah, you know, you can look at this thing. Hey, it's a coaching opportunity. You know, we're coming in. I got a coordinator. This guy coached receivers. But I really, you know, again, I think it's important to build trust and relationships because, quite frankly, a lot of these players probably lost some trust in some areas because they're not where they want to be or they haven't been where they're at. And uh, they're really hungry. I think the biggest thing is when they come in, and this was evident in, in uh, 19 when I was with the AAF, like not knowing like, okay, are these guys doubt in like they, they are ready to go. They want to learn. And I think it was important for me when I put together my staff, maybe different than other teams is, yeah, you can have long tenured coaches. You have different things. I love the coach that has played the game at a very high level, but understands how to dictate that information from start to finish. So it's not, okay, well, this is the way I did it. And this is the way I expect it. Our staff has done it at a high level, but they know how to develop. And I think, that's the key when you're looking for coaches and you look at that model in the nfl there's a lot of former players now there used to be a stigma oh those guys didn't want to get into coaching it's the hours well you know what it's a different time players want that knowledge and information and i think even in the nfl level they want to gain that uh, from guys that had that experience but again not all former players can coach and that's not just being disrespectful it's just some guys just have played at a level that you know, again, they just expect that that guys automatically do it that way, but that's that's, that's not the case. So, again, finding that right niche of, of staff and 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 really helping those players develop and fill in those holes. They're small holes, but those holes are the difference between our league and maybe getting them a chance at the next one. Coach, uh, defensive pass interference in the UFL will be a 15-yard penalty or a spot foul if less than 15 yards downfield, unless it's intentional, as determined by the officials. As an old tight end, I know you really aren't concerned about the feelings of, of defensive backs and linebackers but how do you feel about that rule where teams just can't throw it downfield and hope for a pass interference yeah and, you know obviously you know depending on what side of the football you're on <laughs> you you like the rule you don't i mean uh, but I, I do like it i mean at the end of the day i i'd hate to see a you know sometimes those balls get thrown way down the field and you know incidental contact is so close 
Um, you know, those are tough judgmental uh, objective calls for, uh, excuse me, subjective calls for, for those officials where it's like, okay, you know, we don't get crushed if it were to happen. And, and you know, it's like, okay, we'll take the 15 yards. So I'm good with it either way. Uh, I don't want it to be too game changing. I mean, you, you want to see good technique, but uh, listen, this is an offensive league. The, the NFL the same way. Like, they want offenses. So, you know, for us to not totally, uh, you know, take advantage of that rule and say, hey, it's a spot. And, I, and that would be something on the table for, for the NFL to maybe to look into as well. But I, I like it. I think, I think that, you know, you shouldn't be uh, totally uh, devastated by, by a potential uh, foul that, you know, sometimes people see it differently. So um, I'm all in favor for it. You've been around football for so long. Is there a coach that you try to emulate or somebody that had a philosophy that uh, you take to? the battle hawks and what you do as a coach yeah you know i've been around a lot of you know head coaches uh coaches that got fired and you know replacement coaches and then of course you know assistant coaches everybody's got their way their flavor um on how they go about things day to day i think it's all about just pulling what you can i mean you see uh there's players uh, excuse me coaches now that are you know uh, player friendly coaches uh, mild manner, you know, Tony Dungy was a guy that just, you know, I don't think he ever raised his voice, but he was able to teach at a high level and win championships. Um, you know, for me, I just, you know, it's, it's about what I believe in. I, I think that I can be any facet of a coach, you know, if I need to be demanding or I need to be, uh, you know, pull a guy aside and, and, and talk to him, or if I need to motivate or whatever that may be, you have to adapt to the player, to the team that you have. And every year we got different players and, and different teams. I think that the, the main thing is, is the preparation, the culture and understanding that, you know, the players understand what, what the task is at hand and what we're trying to accomplish and, and, and really conveying that information properly. And then you can build and really, uh, you know, create what you want uh, from your team. So I, I got to get them to trust me. I think that's the biggest thing. So when they trust me, they trusted me last year and, you know, they bought in. And I think, again, I have the trust of, of 40 guys that we were able to protect. And now these new players that come in and they're going to have to, you know, get with the other guys. They're gonna have to, you know, our our guys have to police the team, and I want that. I want our team to be policed by our leaders that we have, and and of course, I'll set those ground rules, and and they'll know. But after, as we move forward into this, into the training camp, into the season, I want my team to police themselves, and and I think that's good because we do have a lot of returning key players, like we mentioned earlier. Finally, Anthony Beck, has it struck you that the last five Super Bowl champions, Chiefs, Bucks, Rams, Chiefs, Chiefs, were all franchises that Anthony Beck played for? You always have somebody to root for don't you <laughs> yeah but, you know it's, it's you leave your legacy you know i i haven't got any calls to put my uh, jersey in the rafters yet but that's okay i mean you know privately uh, somewhere there's a there's a little picture of me in the, in the media guide you know uh, shake it you know high five and one of the great players on oh, now that that's pretty cool i mean listen uh you know, I, Missouri is is obviously a very popular uh, state in general for obviously with Kansas City. So we got to join that crowd. We got to we got to bring it. You know, a little bit of that uh, that championship feel. Um, you know, to the other side of the state. So I'm uh, really excited. I love our fan base. Everybody's been awesome, and I'm really excited to see everybody uh, in that second week of the season. I think players, some of our new coaches, are really excited as well to come out of that tunnel. It's, it's a different it's a different deal. And uh, we'll be ready to rock and roll uh, week two when we come home. Looking forward to it, Anthony. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Great, guys. Thanks for talking to you. See you. See you later. Anthony Beck, head coach of the Battlehawks on 101 ESPN.